welcome to episode 15 of Taekwondo. I'm your host, Kyle. And I'm Melanie. I'm Josh. And uh, this is the Happy Mother's Day edition of Taekwondo and the Shame Chronicles. Uh, <laughs> I feel like maybe we need like a, a nickname for this show. Um, like maybe like uh, Taekwondo Shame Cron. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> rhymes a little bit. <laughs> Still doesn't really roll off the tongue, though. Not so much. Yeah. And uh, TKDTSC is still still pretty hard to pronounce as well. Yeah, that's true. Well, maybe uh, it could be like the show Fame, and we'll just call it Shame. Shame. <laughs> we could call it like uh, Tycron for short. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, well, that's enough of that. <laughs> <laughs> unless you guys, unless you guys have like any useful uh potential nicknames uh i guess i guess shame kind of works except um people might not know what the hell you're talking about right <laughs> hey if you listen to the latest shame <laughs> of course they wouldn't have any idea what you're talking about if you asked them you know the full name of the show either that's true they'd that's probably true. they'd probably think you were on drugs or something um so uh so today is mother's day uh melanie this will be i guess your your last mother's day as only a person having a mother (laughs) (laughs) and uh and not being a mother quite yet that's true uh are you looking forward to to celebrating this in a year with a different perspective? Well, we kind of celebrated it today anyway. Ah, I see. Sort of. We uh, we went to Cracker Barrel with all the other mothers. <laughs> Is that where mothers <laughs> go on Mother's Day? <laughs> yeah, yeah, apparently they're in this all town. there. Yeah. Um, and we, we waited 40 minutes for a table and um, ate quite a bit later than we thought we were going to. So... That's how we celebrated. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, happy, I guess, quasi-Mother's Day. Are, are you considered a mother yet if you're pregnant? Well, you're considered an expectant mother. Expectant mother. So happy yeah. expectant Mother's Day. <laughs> they don't really yeah, have a day so. for that, I don't think. Well, that would, no. I guess uh, if they did have a day for that um, for like three months out of the year... Some mothers wouldn't be able to, <laughs> yeah, uh, to ever uh, experience it, or yeah. expectant mothers. Uh, so have you uh, have you talked to mom yet? No, not yet. Yeah, I haven't either. <laughs> Josh, have you, have you called your mom yet? <laughs> I have, but uh, she's she's an hour ahead of us, so it makes more sense. Okay. Well, well, you guys our mom, have more time. Our mom wakes up at like six or seven <laughs> in the morning, so that's true. Uh, so she's been up for <laughs> almost like half a day so far. Well, I wished her a happy Mother's Day on Facebook. Yeah, I was, I was, I was about to do that, <laughs> and then I just figured, you know what, I'll, I'll just call her. I'm sure she would appreciate that more anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I guess that's Mother's Day. 
<laughs> um, uh, happy Mother's Day to anyone out there who uh, has a a child or uh, I guess is expecting a child. Do you know anyone else who's pregnant, Melanie? Uh, yeah, I know a couple of people who are pregnant. Okay. Well, do you want to wish them a happy expectant Mother's Day? <laughs> um, yeah, they won't be listening to this, but sure. Well, my friends, okay, my friends so who are pregnant. So instead of um, you know, calling them and wishing them a happy Mother's Day, or texting them, or sending them a message on Facebook, you could just tell them about the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if you like, you know, five minutes into it, five minutes into it, I said, happy Mother's Day. I have a, I have a special message for you. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sounds like yeah, a, a, so... good, a good way to get listeners. Right. <laughs> right. Well, to, to my friends who are pregnant, happy Mother's Day. <laughs> I'm not going to name them. They're not going to listen. <laughs> All right, uh, so happy Mother's Day to, I'm just going to guess at names here, um, Jamie, uh, <laughs> Laurie, <laughs> Megan, <laughs> um, Christy. <laughs> am, I, am I close on any of these? No. <laughs> All right, well, if you happen to listen to the show and that's one of your names and you're expectant or a mother... Uh, happy Mother's Day. And also, happy Mother's Day to Mom. And, uh, I guess to Josh's mom, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, sorry, Josh, I was, I was interrupting you. No, I was just agreeing with you. <laughs> okay. Um, so, before we get started, I also want to, uh, to apologize, um, for something as well. And that is, uh, normally I, I post, uh, the episode the day after we record, so it usually goes up um, Sunday or Monday night. Uh, but this past week I was super busy with stuff at work, so it, it didn't end up going up until last night. <laughs> um, so uh, so I apologize for that. Hopefully we'll get on a, a more regular schedule um, going forward. But uh, but yeah. So uh, I guess let's let's take a quick break, um, and we will be right back on Taekwondo: The Shame Chronicles. Alright, welcome back. Um, guys, I, I started playing a game recently, uh, that's been out sort of in various forms for a while, but, uh, this game is called Minecraft. Have you guys ever heard of it? Mm-mm. Yep. <laughs> so one, ye- one yes and one no, so. No, we've never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, some sort of like Heisenberg uncertainty principle, <laughs> whether or not the couple knows about it. Um, so, uh, what this game is, is basically, um, it's, it's basically the, the two, uh, the two parts of the compound name, uh, are mining and crafting. And so basically what this means is you dig up blocks of earth or stone or whatever, and then you use that to build structures like castles or bridges or tunnels. Uh, or whatever. So, so basically it's kind of laid out by this, like a giant cube, like the world is in a sort of giant cube shape where, um, it's like subdivided into like thousands of smaller cubes. 
and each cube is like a particular resource, like it'll be dirt or a tree or um, like stone, uh, water, stuff like that. Um, and so basically you start off the game and you don't have any tools or anything. So you start off the game and all you have are like your bare fists <laughs> and uh, the only way you can interact with the world at this point is by sort of punching things or digging at things with your bare hands. Um, and so uh, I think a big part of the game is sort of like exploration and sort of figuring out how things in the game work. So uh, the first thing I did is I went up to a tree and started punching it <laughs> uh, until uh, until the the block of or the the tree trunk, which was a a block of wood, uh, basically broke, and I picked it up. And uh, you can sort of go into like a, a little miniature inventory thing, <laughs> um, <laughs> and you can split that wood into planks, and then uh, you can split the planks into like sticks. <laughs> and uh, once you have sticks, you can create a wooden pickaxe. <laughs> um, <laughs> And so once you have the wooden pickaxe, you can sort of uh, start mining stuff and or at least mine stuff a lot faster than you could with your bare hands. So like right. uh, I had created this uh, this pickaxe and I'm like mining stuff and uh, basically digging a big pit. <laughs> uh, and uh, once you once you dig up like ground or, or whatever, uh, you can sort of take that block and place it anywhere in the world as long as it's attached to another block on one of its faces. Uh, so you can start making, like, structures out of the stuff that you've mined. Um, okay. And it's around this point in the game, uh, after I first started, that um, there's, like a, there's, like, a day and night cycle. So basically, uh, like, every 20 minutes or so, it cycles from daytime to nighttime and then back again. Yeah. And at night, monsters come out. <laughs> and these are, like... Uh, these are like zombies, um, or there's like skeletons too. Um, and there are these like, uh, giant spiders. <laughs> uh, and like the freakiest things are these, uh, they're like basically exploding zombies. If they get close to you, they explode and like take out a huge amount, like a huge chunk of the countryside <laughs> with them. It's basically an instantaneous kill. And so like the first, the first night that came, I died pretty much immediately. Um, so like the, the second day I spent basically trying to build uh, a house to keep the, the monsters out at night. <laughs> uh, so it's like this really weird, uh, really interesting mix of like, uh, during the daytime, like adventuring out and, uh, like gathering resources. Um, and then at nighttime you're like huddled in your house, <laughs> sort of fearful of going outside. Um, but, uh, that's, that's kind of how the, the game starts out. And then towards, uh, I don't know, the second or third day, you start to get a hang of sort of the mechanics. And it's really a game about, uh, exploration and building stuff, uh, which is really super cool. So, like, I started off and my, the, the house that I built the, the second day turned into basically a big castle. <laughs> because <laughs> uh, you can you can dig down pretty deep like you can dig down uh like way past sea level 
Um, and you'll start finding things like, uh, like stone, um, which you can mine to create cobblestone. Uh, you can, uh, you can build things, like you can build a furnace, uh, where you can bake the cobblestone into, like, a solid piece of stone. Um, you can also, uh, cook or, like, burn wood into charcoal. And you can uh, take a stick and a piece of charcoal and make a torch, and uh, and the torches keep the enemies away. So at night you can like go outside as long as you like surround your your <laughs> castle or your house with torches. Huh. Um, and uh, it's basically just super cool. Like uh, the way you combine things to to make other items uh, is really sort of intuitive. <laughs> Uh, like to make a pickaxe, you take two pieces of, or two sticks, put them together, and then, uh, across the top to form a T, you can put like other sticks, or if you want to make a stronger pickaxe, you can put like iron bars there, uh, to make an iron pickaxe. So like everything that you're, everything that you're creating sort of looks like the item, uh, when it, when it's, uh, after it's been crafted. Um, so, <laughs> I've basically been obsessed with this game for <laughs> the past, uh, almost 24 hours now. Um, and I've, uh, basically, I started out and I, like I told you, I built this sort of house that turned into a castle. And then, rather than venturing outside, uh, I decided to dig down, like form a basement under it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, basically I, I hollowed out a pretty big chunk of area directly below my, house and then uh and then i decided to sort of venture out into another direction so i built like this huge tunnel uh and then (laughs) occasionally i would like dig up to the surface and and create like a little uh uh, like an outpost like a rampart (laughs) with a a door to to keep the enemies out um and then finally i noticed like in the distance this big hill or a group of hills, and so I climbed up to the top of the hills and decided to make uh, to make my new home on the top of this hill, <laughs> on the on the top of the tallest hill, <laughs> and uh, it's just it's just really cool because like you can see super far in the distance too. So from my from my old castle, I could look up onto the top of this hill that seems like maybe it was uh, like half a mile away or a mile away, and just like this giant. I built a giant tower on top of the hill. <laughs> And so it like totally eclipses everything that's around it. It like goes up to it goes up to cloud level, um, and there's like you can see the torches from anywhere. So like at night it looks really cool. You can see the you can see my giant tower in the distance with torches all around it, and um, and th- it seems like every hour or so I have this aha moment where something else clicks, and I'm like, oh, that's so cool! I can do that. Uh, but uh but anyway um i probably shouldn't uh shouldn't keep rambling on and on about this <laughs> well so how do you do you can you win the game or beat the game or is, does this go on forever so my understanding is that you can beat the game but i have no idea how you would do it <laughs> so like huh. so i've i've traveled to like tons of different places so far in in my world like basically when you start the game it randomly generates the world for you so mm-hmm. no two games are ever going to be the same um <laughs> like the hills will be in different places the hills will have like natural caves 
inside them. Um, there's there's lava lakes. <laughs> so like I was uh, <laughs> digging a tunnel to connect my old uh, my old castle with my new castle. <laughs> uh, I just basically dug a tunnel like straight through it, <laughs> straight through the ground all the way to it. And um, at one point, I sort of broke through a wall, and I was looking down onto a giant lake of lava. <laughs> and uh, later on in the game, I was uh, sort of digging straight through, and I accidentally broke a wall that caused lava to start spilling out into my tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> and basically, as soon as lava touches you, you die. But right. uh, but fortunately, the lava moves pretty slowly, so you can sort of quickly uh, put like a a stone wall up to block the lava from <laughs> from destroying the rest <laughs> of the stuff that you've built. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's just it's just really crazy how how diverse everything in the game is. Even though it like it looks really like everything's really blocky, so uh, the blocks are like one meter by one meter by one meter cubed, mm-hmm. um, and you can basically remove and place blocks one at a time. So, so everything has a super blocky look to it, like the hills, if you look right up next to them, uh, it just looks like a collection of, <laughs> of cubes, but f- like from a distance, everything look, has sort of like a natural curve to it. Um, it's just, uh, like I said, super blocky. So like, I don't know if you remember like, uh, like Nintendo games where yeah. all the characters have kind of a blocky look to them. Yeah. Uh, it sort of looks like that except in 3D. Uh, but yeah, as, as far as I can tell, getting to the end um, is a mystery. <laughs> uh, there are like achievements that you can unlock in the game. Um, one is called the end question mark, <laughs> and, and one is called the end period. <laughs> so I'm assuming that at some point there is like a a condition that you can meet to 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 beat the game, but. I, I think that's probably not not the main point of playing. I think it's right. really just like here's a world you can explore and it's almost like playing with Legos where you can kind of build anything you want. You can you know stack blocks on top of each other next to each other. Uh I don't know I don't know Josh if you've seen any like videos or pictures of things that people have made in Minecraft, but it's pretty crazy. Um, yeah, I've seen some like uh, people do like models of like Star Trek ships or stuff like that or <laughs> right or models of like uh you know famous buildings and stuff like that yeah hmm. um yeah so anyway it's uh it's super cool it's it's like 20 27 dollars if you buy it on the for the computer and i'm pretty sure it's it'll run on most uh most computers cuz it's not very like graphically intensive or anything um, but yeah, it's super fun. If you ever have the the itch to go back and play with Legos, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but maybe don't want to spend you know hundreds of dollars <laughs> building a collection of you know Lego blocks, then uh, this is this is a cheaper <laughs> and uh, and uh, I don't want to say cooler, but uh, it's definitely a cool way to sort of get that same experience. So I like the idea of a of an adult having a Lego collection, <laughs> like. <laughs> Like a massive Lego collection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like if you were a kid and you had the money of an an adult. 
<laughs> you can this just is buy my Lego all the room. You want. <laughs> yeah, if if uh, yeah, if I was a kid and had like an unlimited supply of Legos, um, <laughs> my uh, my room would probably look a little bit like Legoland. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you've uh, you've probably convinced me to to start doing Minecraft now. Yeah, it's really cool, and uh, I haven't gotten into like the multiplayer aspect of it, but. Mm. Um, apparently you can, like, have, like, other people sort of join your world and all work together, uh, to, like, That's mine cool. and, and build stuff. Um, I don't know how that, I don't know how it works on the, the Xbox 360, because that version just came out, like, uh, this past week. Yeah. But I'm sure it, I'm sure it works similar to how it works on the, on the PC. I might, uh, I might just get it on PC and then... Hey, I'm yeah, sure, if you do, sure more people are on that, so. <laughs> if you, if you get it, we should totally play together. Uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll start up a server or something and, and we can, we can start working together. But man, I, I think, I, I feel like I'm going to be playing this game for a really long time. <laughs> <laughs> I always like that in a, in a computer game. Like so many of them, and, you know, you spend a couple hours and then that's it. You've done what you were supposed to do and. You know, it just feels like uh, pretty much unsatisfying, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and 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 this game, like, you start off and you literally have no instructions. Like, you get a you get a prompt on your screen that says press E to go to your inventory, <laughs> <laughs> and then from that point on, there's basically nothing. Um, and man, there's just there's just so much stuff that you can do, and like so much stuff that you can make with the materials that you find. Um, and like I said, it's like literally like once an hour, uh, something like cra- totally cool and unexpected will happen <laughs> that just makes me want to be like, or like like the first time that I uh, baked um, cobblestone into like actual stone, like solid stone, uh, I was like, oh man, now I have to like destroy my whole castle and rebuild it out of the stone because <laughs> I had made it out of cobblestone before. But uh, uh-huh. but the solid stone looks so much cooler because <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's flat on all sides and it's uh and it's like a uniform white color, um, but yeah, it's like towards like at this point I have like you have sort of an inventory and you can sort of keep sixty four of any type of resource in one inventory slot, <laughs> uh, and you have like twenty or thirty thirty slots that you can carry on your person, so you can carry a huge number of these blocks. At any mm-hmm. given time, uh, but I was at the point after I had connected my two castles, <laughs> where uh, my inventory was basically just completely full of blocks, and <laughs> so I started just sort of throwing them away. <laughs> um, but uh, but anyway, I guess I'm I'm rambling again. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Josh, uh, if you if you get the game, uh, let me know and I'll see what I can do to like set up a server so we can play together. And Melanie. If, if it sounds interesting to you, too, uh, it would be really cool to have uh, to have more people join. So, I was just thinking, what if in real life you had a Lego room, and you put like glued Legos to your walls and ceiling and floors, and then you could attach anything, any other Legos to them. That would be cool. <laughs> like, like yeah, glue you could, the... you could, I was, so... you could put those, uh, you know, like the the big green flat space that's supposed to be like grass or whatever <laughs> yeah so basically you had that like as your is your wallpaper 
<laughs> or you could make like pictures on your wall out of Legos. <laughs> yeah, this is aw- this is what we're gonna do in our house. <laughs> that's a- that's actually really cool. <laughs> yeah, you guys what, should what? you should uh, for your baby's room. You should totally do that, but just put it like slightly slightly out of reach so that you know it's a choking hazard when babies are young. But then, like <laughs> right. maybe at like age three, when <laughs> when he's uh, tall enough to reach it, he can start just like playing around with them. Yeah. <laughs> well, you could start and, with those uh, those big Lego blocks. Right. Um, oh, like the ones like, that you can't swallow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you have to be pretty big to swallow them. So. <laughs> but at that point, I think the idea is that uh, you know better. <laughs> right. Yeah, this is a great idea. <laughs> you should, uh, yeah, like if you had it from the ceiling, you could like create like a like stalactites. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or you could build a fort. You could build a fort. <laughs> yeah. I think if you're doing that, you probably would want to use the bigger uh, Lego blocks. It would simply take because a lot of tiny yeah. ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it would take forever to do that with uh, with regular Legos. Do those? Yeah. I feel like um, maybe maybe if you get the actual Lego brand that of the big block and the little blocks, I feel like they can be combined. Like maybe they're the right dimensions. Where you can put the bigger ones on top of the little ones, but that, I might be making that up. Uh, that you mean like, cool, but... like maybe four holes on a bigger or on a smaller one would fit into one hole of the big one? Yeah, something like that. And know, then it's been a long had... time since I've had Legos, but you may be right. <laughs> if you had on the top of the big ones, small, uh, four like small holes again, like small pegs, so that you could build on top of them, then you could. You could interchange them, and you could use yeah, you'd need uh, like, big blocks when you need a lot of, you know, take up a lot of space. That would probably be uh, a a fairly lucrative um, job or a lucrative company if you made like <laughs> conversion blocks between the two. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like you don't have to throw out all your old big blocks just because your kids grew up. <laughs> I'm going to look into that. <laughs> uh, now, um, now I think I might be jealous of you guys having a kid. Because you guys, <laughs> you guys are going to have, you guys are going to have all the cool toys. I'm pretty sure this is one of the main reasons that at least men have kids. <laughs> Well, Kyle, when you come and visit, you can play with our kids' toys. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and also the kid, if you want. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to say, do I, like, do, do I have to play with the kid, or can I just make stuff out of your Legos? <laughs> Uncle Kyle stole my toys. <laughs> I hate Uncle Kyle. <laughs> Every time he comes, I have less Legos. <laughs> Fewer, fewer Legos. Fewer I was going to say, at which point we would correct him and say fewer. Yeah, your your child is going to know the difference. Speaking of um, grammar corrections, we finally got around to starting to watch Game of Thrones. Uh-huh. And um, we're all like all caught up now. <laughs> all all um, through the current season? Yeah. And they like have several instances in that show where they correct each other's grammar. Oh really? <laughs> I don't yeah, think it might happen more. 
It may happen more in the second season than in the first, but uh, yeah, I feel like that's true. Yeah, I still haven't I still haven't watched the uh, any of the second season yet. But what did you guys think of the first season? I'm assuming you liked it, otherwise he wouldn't have powered through. Yeah, I thought it was good. We thought it was awful, but we couldn't stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, th- I thought it was kind of like it didn't feel like a season. Um. But I think that's true with a lot of like Showtime or HBO shows. Sometimes they feel quite a bit shorter than other. Right. Uh, yeah, with only like twelve episodes or something. Like yeah. most like network TV shows, even like one hour dramas are like twenty to twenty six episodes or something. Yeah. yeah. No, I think that's pretty good. Uh, yeah, I I liked it too. Um, and I think. Lauren watched the first episode with me and the last episode with me. <laughs> I, think, I think she decided to to start reading the books after she saw the last episode. Um, but uh, one thing that that made me sort of not super inclined to read the books is that there's, and this this probably says something about me, <laughs> is that there's not like a ton of magical stuff that happens in the show. Like there's definitely like supernatural or magical stuff that that happens but it's not really about that right it's yeah. more about sort of the politics and the yeah. character relationships and stuff uh which for me like i don't i don't want to read like five thousand page books of of <laughs> nothing but uh like politics stuff but okay. i'll definitely watch you know 12 one-hour episodes of that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like you can. It, it's one of those where you know, visual medium is is perfect for you know. It'll take you ten pages to describe who knows what and you know the uh, sort of meaning behind a certain look. But when it's on a show, it, you know, it's about two minutes or something like that. Right. right. Yeah. I think there's a little more uh, sort of magical stuff. As uh, as it goes along, it seems like there's more of that in the second season. Hmm. Yeah. We uh, well, no, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> I was gonna. I was. I think I was gonna incriminate myself a little bit, so I decided not to. Well, <laughs> now you have to because uh, <laughs> the listening audience demands it. <laughs> well, I was just gonna say that um, you know, we the means by which we have watched the second season. Uh, does not include a subscription to HBO. <laughs> right. I'll say it that way. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, same with me uh, for the first season. Um, if I don't know, maybe we could we could start talking about this now. But <laughs> if uh, if HBO offered a subscription fee to watch all their stuff online. I would do that in a heartbeat. Yeah. yeah. Like if it was like 15 bucks a month or 20 bucks a month and you got to watch all of the shows sort of on demand or uh even even movies um like that would be cool too, but mostly for their original programming is what I why I would want it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um but they have I guess they have a complicated relationship with the cable providers, so the cable providers don't want you to 
to, <laughs> right. to cut your cable and yeah and buy stuff online even though they're also selling you your online services <laughs> yeah. they want they want you to pay for it twice i guess <laughs> yeah i really think that we need to be a little more um modern with our the way we you know get our entertainment right but yeah there's so much money involved i guess well, you you see this in in other industries as well, like in the music industry, where uh, for a really really long time, um, it was it was hard to get music digitally, um, and even yeah. even though the cost associated with you know producing something digitally is like almost nothing compared with like your traditional CD <laughs> CDs buying from a from a retail outlet somewhere. Yep. Um, <laughs> For whatever reason, the the music industry just was kicking and screaming until iTunes sort of took over and forced them out of their old ways. But it seems like any time there's a traditional model of where they're making money, <laughs> they're too scared to to do what the customers want and make it like convenient to get it. Yeah, right. Um, I'm not certain why that is. I guess they they're just too risk averse or something. Yeah, I think it's a lot of it is about losing control over like the the means of distribution, that kind of thing. And fear of like well, if if it, as soon as it goes digital, then that means that anybody can download it, they'll be able to get it for free. Right. Which is is a risk, but I think the way to, you know, embrace that is not to try to keep people from doing that. Was that, <laughs> was that uh, Duke? <laughs> Yeah, Duke doesn't like uh, the current current model of, of entertainment either. Yeah. Um, Which I think that's kind of what happened with the music industry. It was like you know, like you said, kicking and screaming until it's like, well, if we embrace this and find a way to actually use it to our advantage, right? Then I, we feel, can still I feel make like money. I feel like people are more inclined to spend money on something if it's convenient and easy and it doesn't come with a lot of restrictions. Yeah. Like, uh, and, and then even if you price it more competitively, you're probably going to get a lot more people that end up buying it anyway. Yeah. Like, uh, like when, uh, when music was sold on iTunes for like 99 cents, um, you know, Apple really took off, especially with the, you know, combining that with their iPod sales. But I feel like, uh, things are sort of, starting to happen a little bit with uh with TV and and movies as well with things like Netflix but still Netflix is sort of being hamstrung by all the the studios and the content producers because they yeah. they still want to make, you know, whatever whatever they were making before plus they want to add on like a convenience fee. <laughs> they want to they want to make as much money as possible from it and really it's just inconveniencing people and sort of uh, I don't want to say it's necessarily turning people to piracy, um, <laughs> but when pirating something is easier than buying it, and I'm not talking strictly about you know whether or not you can afford it, yeah, uh, right. But when when I can download something and play it without having to worry about uh, like DRM restrictions, like whether or not my computer will actually be able to play this, mm-hmm. uh, I'm I'm going to be more likely to just get the pirated version. And sometimes I've done this like. Um, for some video games where, uh, the, the game will have some sort of DRM in it, I'll buy it and it won't work because the DRM, for some reason, is 
causing problems. I'll just mm. download the pirated version <laughs> because it, somebody has gone through and removed all that stuff. Um, yeah. Which I I don't uh, I don't pirate games that I haven't paid for, but um, I can see why why some people might do that. So, but yeah. I do. I guess I will. Uh, I'll also self-incriminate a little bit, <laughs> like you, Josh. Uh, TV shows are a different story, um, and I feel like part of it is because I can DVR the thing. I'm already basically paying for it with my cable subscription. Um, yes. So if I happen to forget to DVR it, uh, <laughs> then I I don't feel guilty at all about just downloading it. Yeah, right. and and the truth is, like you said, if you know, if the if you could just go online and watch it on demand, which would not be that big of a deal for them to do that, then you wouldn't have to uh, do it a different way. Right. the The HBO thing is the only exception to that, <laughs> uh, where uh, where I download it even though I haven't paid for it. Um, but I've been, I don't know, I've been trying to get away from that, like. When episodes become like available on iTunes or whatever, um, I might buy an episode for two dollars or whatever. That's not yeah. That's not a huge deal. It's just right. I want to I want to be able to watch it when I want to watch it, and I don't want to <laughs> and I don't want to have a subscription to something where I'm not going to watch like eighty percent of the stuff that's on it. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, if, if if you were if we, I think if you just had if if you were allowed more control, you know, over what you were actually paying for you know with with a, a typical cable subscription in order to get the channels the few channels you do want you have to pay for you know like you said 80% or whatever of all this other stuff you never even come close to watching right and i understand why um like f- especially for a lot of smaller cable television channels uh where that's that's good for them because you know their their channel gets subsidized a little bit by by everyone uh, sort of chipping in to pay for that stuff. But at yep. the same time, like like I'm not gonna watch. Basically, I don't watch anything on my TV that's not in HD. So anything <laughs> anything that's coming right. to me that's in standard definition <laughs> might as well just be thrown away. <laughs> they might yep. as well just not even make that available to me. Um, I just I can't watch standard standard definition stuff anymore after watching HD. TV for so long, um, it, but then there's like all this other stuff, like um, like the Home and Garden Channel. I never watch that. I know that people watch that, but I never watch it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like all of the all of the channels that are aimed at like uh, like middle aged to older women, <laughs> <laughs> which I understand that lots of people watch that, but I never do. But there's no there's no option for me to like pick and choose the stuff that I get. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, <laughs> I was just gonna say we actually do watch HGTV on a regular basis, but then you know there's all that other stuff that. Yeah, right. Yeah. Watching, so. I, I I guess the point isn't isn't that nobody watches these channels. It's really just that I should be able to pick and choose what I want to watch. This yeah. is this is the day and age where if I want to watch something, I can go to YouTube and <laughs> type a quick search, and I can watch it, um, right. or I can go to you know ABC's website and you know watch the shows there. Um, mm-hmm. It's just uh, it's just crazy that the cable still works the way that it does. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think if actually no one is watching 
the shows, then they probably shouldn't be making the shows, you know? (laughs) Right. It's not doing any good, just, you know, I have access to something that no one ever sees that doesn't do any good. Right, it's just, it's just a waste of money. I mean, I guess that at a certain point, you know, if a, if a channel has a really, uh, small but, uh, but faithful following, then those people might be worth, or it might be worth it for those people to pay a little bit more to, just to get that one channel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But for me, <laughs> uh, I don't want it, so. <laughs> There's this one show, um, I can't remember the name of it now, but it was basically produced. They, uh, I think their motto was something like no, uh, no network, no, uh, production company, something like that, no cancellation. Um, and it's like this sort of, um, satirical fantasy show. Um, and they basically produced it as a sort of, um, answer to things like shows being pretty popular and then getting canceled, like community, community was brought back, but like, or like Veronica Mars, a lot of people really liked that show and the network didn't like it. So it went away. Um, and so they basically, it's a, you, you can, you can watch it on YouTube. Um, so it's in part supported through advertising through that, but then they also, I think for their second season did, uh, like Kickstarter project where people basically just, you know, donated money in order to produce the show, which I think is an interesting model. Um, but I feel like their actual, like their first season or half season was basically just like one full length movie was all that they produced for it. But hmm. that's kind of cool idea. Yeah, I like I like the idea of uh of Kickstarter that sort of crowdfunding uh yeah. a project um where maybe not all of the money comes from the the funding on Kickstarter but it it's enough for them to get started and then um you know assuming that enough people are fans or donate money, you know, it gives it a better chance of them being able to to sell it later to more people. So yeah. I feel like I feel like that's a really interesting thing we're probably going to see a lot more of that in the future. I just, I wonder if, if we'll ever see, you know, the sort of, the same level of professional quality stuff that we see on like network television. Yeah. From, from stuff like that. I think that, uh, I think Netflix has just released their first like Netflix only show. And I hmm. don't remember what it's called. So uh, but basically it's a, it's a instant, I think it's a bit instant download show that um, was produced just for Netflix subscribers. Hmm. So they're uh, they're getting into content creation. Yep. Or it, I don't know if it's produced by Netflix or if they're just funding it or what. Huh. Well, that seems interesting. I I like I like the idea of um, the you know the the way that content is created is sort of being diversified now into a bunch of other people's hands other than just, you know, the traditional uh, outlets, which I think is, is only a good thing. Obviously more competition is better for everyone. So, um, so yeah, that, that kind of stuff I think is really cool. Um, okay. Well, that was, that was a long segment. (laughs) Uh, Mm -hmm. Let's go ahead and take a break. Uh, We'll be right back on Taekwondo and the Shame Chronicles. 
right, we're back. That was a little loud. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. Uh, okay. And to the listening audience, because I'm not going to go in and edit that down. <laughs> uh, you get to hear exactly what we hear, as if you were listening live. Um, so, Melanie, I understand you had a a recent Starbucks experience that you wanted yeah, to talk about. Two, actually. Um, so I don't know if you'll, if you will actually be able to relate to this or not, because do you ever go and just like hang out at Starbucks or some other kind of public place? I have in the past, but I don't do it a lot. Okay. Well, when I go to Starbucks, which I, I do fairly frequently, um, I bring work with me. So I'm usually there grading or writing or sometimes reading. Um, and I, I'll typically stay there for at least an hour, if not a few hours. Um, right. so I do it because I don't like to do my work in the house. Um, I feel better going to a public place and like being around people, but not actually having to talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, um, so I guess I, I should say I recognize that not everybody is like me. Um, but when they're not like me and they interact with me at Starbucks, I really hate it. <laughs> um, so the first thing that happened and Josh was there for both of these, so he can jump in if he wants to. Um, the first thing that happened was we went to, uh, we went to Starbucks one day and I was just brought a book with me because I wanted to go and read a book. I've been doing all this work and I haven't had time to read. So I just wanted to go and relax and read a book. So we go to Starbucks and there's this girl and I think every town has this girl. Um, and she doesn't always go to the same Starbucks, but she, she does like Starbucks. And this is the girl who brings like three bags with her and like outside food from somewhere else. And she doesn't know what headphones are used for. <laughs> and she comes in and takes over. At least her entire table, if not another table, um, and makes a bunch of noise and tries to talk to everybody. And so we saw this girl when we showed up and I've seen her there before. So I knew she was this kind of girl. And I was like, Oh man, I was like, we can't sit where this girl's going to sit. But then she left. And so we went over to like where the comfortable seats are and we sat down. And we were there for a while, um, and I hadn't started reading my book because Josh and I were doing some stuff on his computer. And she comes in after a while and sits down right next to me and and asks if she can put her bag on my table. <laughs> and I, I'm not even kidding. I hesitated for like two full seconds because I knew as soon as you say yes to this girl, it's over. Like there's no boundaries. And so but I said yes because I'm not a jerk. And so she puts her bag on my table. She's got like a duffel bag and a purse and this plastic bag she put on my table and a bunch of other crap. And she basically like throws her stuff against my side on the bench that we're sharing. And I'm like, whatever. She doesn't realize that her stuff is touching me. So I'll just scoot over a little. So I do. And then um, she starts like trying to talk to me while like I'm talking to Josh or like we're looking at his computer and stuff. And so she asks me, so the book that I had brought with me was, is called Love and Shame and Love. And, um, she asked me, what do you think people should be ashamed of? 
<laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I was sort of like, I don't think they should be ashamed. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, me neither. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> and then she asked me what the book was about, but I hadn't started reading it yet. Like, I hadn't even opened the cover yet. I just had it sitting on the table. So I was like, I don't really know. And, um... Anyway, and so she kind of was like, oh, okay. So I turned, like, I sort of, like, turned away from her, like, to indicate I don't want to have small talk with you. And um, and then, like, so a little bit of time goes by, and I put in headphones and was, like, listening to music because I knew as soon as I turned back sort of towards her that she would probably take that as an invitation to start talking to me. So I'm listening to music. I open my book, and I'm reading, and a couple minutes go by, and she's, like, she's, like, doing stuff with her bags. And again, like, tosses her purse against my hip and leaves it there. And I was like, honestly, if I, if I didn't know that this girl was this girl before I, she sat down next to me, I would have had more patience. But I was like, I knew, I knew who she was. And so I knew she was going to be really annoying. And so she like threw her purse against me and I was like, just don't touch it. Just pretend it's not touching you. And I was like getting really, really frustrated. And, um, and so then she tries to talk to me. And I have, and I just pretended not to hear her because I'm like, hey, I'm listening to music. I can't hear her probably. And so then she taps me on the arm and like makes me take out my earbud to like see what she wants to talk to me about. And she started asking me like if I always read some kind of book and I like snapped at her and I was like, I'm in the middle of something. I don't want to talk right now. <laughs> and then I had to sit next to her for like the next hour. <laughs> so what did she say? What did she say when you did that? She just said, "Oh, okay," and then turned around and like continued doing her homework or whatever. And so, so this is the kind of situation that I really hate because then I'm the one who feels like the jerk because I have to like establish boundaries with somebody. Whereas, like, it's not like our tables were connected. It's not like her chair was across from mine, you know? So, right. like, why why did she think she should talk to me? Yeah. Uh, this, I mean, well, this doesn't really happen to me a whole lot because I try not to put myself in a situation where somebody could say something to me. <laughs> <laughs> Ever. <laughs> right. Um, but I can imagine how that would be super obnoxious. I mean, just, yeah. just, just the way you were describing it to me, um, made me super uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just, I mean, and even some of her talking to me was like, clearly like Josh and I are like focused on the same computer screen. Like I'm turned almost all the way away from her and she still wants to like ask me a question about a book. Yeah, like, we were clearly, like, uh, we were like both looking at something on my computer and talking about it, and she had to like lean over to try to talk to Melanie. Yeah. That's weird. It's really weird. And, and of course, you know, my first thought is she probably, like, she's probably not, I don't know, there's probably something like off, you know, whatever the yeah, piece is of I saying. I feel like she's got some sort of, uh, uh, social, um, you know, I <laughs> she's, now I can't think of the word. She no. she is missing her her social super ego. <laughs> she's well, all like, id. We were, we were sort of thinking like maybe Asperger's or something. 
Oh, okay. So something where it's like an actual, maybe not, maybe not like diagnosed or maybe not even like right. something that would be diagnosed, but sort of borderline. Um, yeah, yeah. And so then, so then I feel terrible because then I'm like, like all frustrated by this girl who, you know, like, I mean, that's rude to be like frustrated by somebody if they can't help it, you know? Uh-huh. But at the same time, like Starbucks is like my me time. So I go to Starbucks to relax or if I'm working, I go there to like get out of my house. And so I'm like, I consider like paying for my coffee to be like paying for an environment for a certain number of hours right? Um, that I don't like to be disturbed <laughs> and for the air conditioning. Yes. <laughs> so I get like so frustrated. Like I am probably meaner in a Starbucks than I am anywhere else in the world. <laughs> because i just don't like to be disturbed it really bugs me and i don't feel like i like just sit there staring and like smiling like hey if you want to come talk to me like i'm open to it (laughs) here's uh here's what you could do um you could get like one of those bluetooth headsets you know (laughs) that you see like all the all the sort of uh douchey like business guys like walking and walking and talking at the same time so, but don't, don't like hook it up to your phone or anything, but just like every, every minute or so say something like, um, yeah, go ahead and sell that once it reaches 200 or, <laughs> uh, <laughs> or what do you do when your phone actually rings? <laughs> well, just, just have it on vibrate or something. So that way, uh, like when it actually does ring, you can like push the button on the Bluetooth headset so that you're actually talking to someone, but just don't ever, don't ever make it apparent that there's not somebody that is listening to you or that you're not listening to them. Right. Um, and then, I mean, people may, uh, may think that you're like a douchebag or something for, (laughs) for going to Starbucks and being on the phone for like three hours, (laughs) but, uh, but at least you won't have anyone come up to talk to you. True. Yeah, well, I was thinking about making a little, like, do not disturb placard and putting just, it on my table. Just, like, bring a bunch of, like, couch cushions and make a fort. <laughs> uh, well, so the other thing, we we went back to the same Starbucks just a couple days after that happened. Uh-huh. And um, and the girl wasn't there, and so I was like, cool, whatever. But we sat – so this was, this was my mistake. We sat on one of the couches, which, like, faces some comfortable chairs, and it has, like, a coffee table between them. Uh-huh. But it was, like, a rainy day, and I knew I was going to be there for a while because I was grading papers. And I just did not <laughs> – Sorry about that. That's okay. Uh – Hold that thought for a second. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I need to go calm Duke down. Uh, okay, so so you had mentioned uh, that you were sitting on the comfortable couches. Yeah, because I didn't want to sit on a hard wooden chair. Because for one thing, that's not comfortable after about an hour and a half. Um, and for another thing, ever since I became pregnant, it's incredibly uncomfortable to sit in a hard chair for that long. Right. So So, yeah, so we sat on the couch. And it wasn't crowded in there at all, so there were plenty of tables open. And um and I was I was grading term papers. And so I'm grading this stack of papers and pretty much like after every paper I have to like put the stack away and like 
sigh heavily <laughs> and maybe check my <laughs> Facebook or something because it's like too exhausting right. to just go straight through. And so um, I had only graded a couple and then this, uh, this older guy sat down in one of the chairs across the coffee table from us. And he asked me if I was a teacher or a student because he saw the stack of papers. And I told him I was a teacher and I thought we were just going to make small talk for a couple of minutes. You know, no big deal. And so I was like polite and nice, whatever. And then this guy like would not stop talking to me. And I even like put the stack of papers back in my lap and picked up my pen and like looked at the, the paper on top. And he like wouldn't stop. He would like pause for like 10 seconds, like long enough for me to start to read the next paper. And then he would say something else. So I kept feeling like I had to like look up and like humor him. <laughs> and like answer a question or, or, or not even answer a question, just be like, oh yeah, I know, <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> and then his like, this like younger guy that he was with, um, sat down in the other chair. So then they're having like this weird conversation with each other, but they expect me to be part of it. And it was <laughs> like, <laughs> they were having this conversation about, um, I guess the younger guy has gone to like nine different colleges. I don't know why, like, I think he's just moved around a lot or uh-huh. maybe failed a lot. I'm not sure. <laughs> but so they're talking about like how many colleges he's gone to. And, and then the older guy says to me, Oh, I probably have enough credits that I could have a PhD. Oh, and yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. And at this point I'm frustrated. So I was like, well, if they're undergraduate credits, it's not the same. <laughs> yeah. Cause all, all you need for a PhD is the right number of credits. <laughs> right. There's no like, other requirements. What subject they're in or what level they're they are. Right. So I was like, well, if they're undergraduate, it's not the same. <laughs> like such a jerk. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and so they just kept sort of talking to me. And of course, Josh puts his headphones in and is clearly like, I'm not going to be pulled into this conversation. <laughs> yep. So that was no help to me, but um. So I sort of like let it go on for a little while. And then he starts talking about the Occupy Wall Street movement to me. And I hate it when strangers just like make a clearly like. (laughs) Duke hates it too. Yeah. (laughs) Like regardless of what side they fall on, if you agree with them or not, I hate it when somebody makes a comment and they expect you to agree with them (laughs) about something political. Right. So this this guy said something like, "Well, you know, all those kids in the Occupy Wall Street movement—they're just—they're just upset because they think they're entitled to an eighty thousand dollar a year salary when they graduate college." And I was just like, "I was like, uh, why are we talking about this all of a sudden? <laughs> like, what what makes you think I want to talk politics with you?" <laughs> and, I think uh, uh, I think what you said at that point was. Well, you know, depending on what field you're in, that might be the right salary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I was just like, I was like, what? Who are you? Like, why are, why are you just, I would never go up to somebody and make like, like a clearly biased political statement and expect someone to agree with me. <laughs> right. If I didn't know them, you know? So, um, so that happened. And eventually I sort of like, they they sort of started talking to each other for a second and I just started grading again. But I was like, really? Why does this keep happening to me? <laughs> uh, maybe you just look, you know, super open to conversation. I don't, yeah, but I don't think I do. 
Okay, I have a I have another solution to your problem. Okay. Um get two Bluetooth headsets <laughs> and pretend that you're having two different conversations at the same time. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I you guys can hear uh... Duke growling in the background. He doesn't he doesn't like talking to people either. Well he does like talking to people, just not in a not in a polite I'm having a conversation with you way. You could try that. You could try growling and barking at people. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just they sit they sit down next to you and you're just like <laughs> Oh, he's whining now. <laughs> he he really wants me to uh to take him O U T. Um so that he can Bark at whatever it is that's outside. <laughs> Another thing you might try is uh, taking a couple buckets of Legos and <laughs> building yourself a wall. <laughs> so like a little cubicle. The only the only problem I can see with this is that you're going to get a lot of people that want to sit down and make something with you. <laughs> right. That's true. They're well, going to be you... like, "What are you working on?" They'd be like, "When I was little, I made a Death Star. You want to try that?" <laughs> <laughs> I think if, if you could get the wall up fast enough, and then when they come by and they start to reach for it, you just say, please don't touch that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what about, you know, when you were like in elementary school and you took a test, you had to put your folders up like a barrier around you? <laughs> right. I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> or I could, uh, I could just not bathe for several days before I go. Or you could just like intentionally um like make yourself unpleasant to look at before you go outside. <laughs> sort of the opposite of like going out. Right. Just like mess up your hair, maybe like put some dirt on your face. <laughs> you know, I had completely forgotten this, but um I went to a different Starbucks, the one I normally go to, like bef- uh, about a week before this stuff happened. Um and I was like sitting in a comfy chair that had like a table and another comfy chair next to it. And uh, I was grading these projects that my students had done. So I had like a couple of small poster boards and stuff that were like collages or whatever. Uh-huh. And this guy sat down and I was like, that's fine. Like it was crowded and I didn't care that he sat down in the chair next to me. But he started looking at my students' projects. <laughs> he, he like lifted the top one to see what was under it. And was like clearly trying to read what they had put on their their little collage. I was like, really? Like, who are you? He thought they were just like uh, magazines or something. <laughs> right, because they were on the table between us. Yeah. And I was grading like the written the written portion that went with their collages, so I wasn't really touching the stack of them. But but yeah, he just was like snooping through their projects. <laughs> that's uh, that's weird. <laughs> It is weird. Yeah. Um, so this this same sort of uh, you know potential issue is why I'm like the thing that I'm most afraid about. I'm getting on airplanes. Um, oh yeah. Because you have to sit next to someone. I mean, unless you're right. on like a tiny plane, and then there might be an aisle between you and the other person. But uh, you're always going to be pretty much always going to be sitting next to someone, and um. If you have anything interesting at all that it looks like you might be doing, somebody <laughs> is going to ask you about it. Yeah, uh, that's true. So for the most part, now when I'm on an airplane, I'll just like 
grab like uh like the sky mall or something like a magazine <laughs> that the other person has available to them as well <laughs> <laughs> so so maybe like i mean this could work sort of in the same way like maybe you could just like xerox copy your students term papers or something and just have a stack <laughs> a stack ready to go for like when somebody sits down next to you you could be like oh Oh, you wanna you wanted to ask me some questions, or you're looking over my shoulder and what I'm doing here. Just have a copy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, uh, what's that book about? And you just hand them another copy of the book. Right. <laughs> you can read it. You can read it if you want. Yeah, knock yourself out. <laughs> just just return it to me before you leave. Yeah, but do you think it's rude of me to not want to talk to strangers at Starbucks? No. So like. There's no, I mean, even though you're in sort of a public place, uh, mm -hmm. like lots of people do things in a public place where they don't want, you know, input from strangers. Right. Like when I'm at a movie theater, I don't want the guy next to me to start talking to me. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I'm fine if other people, if their friends come and socialize with them. Like, I think it's a social place. And sometimes I socialize with my friends at Starbucks. But if I'm there alone or if I'm there clearly doing something that's an isolated activity, I don't understand why people want to talk to me. <laughs> All right. So. Well, uh, it was funny. Uh, we were talking with some other people about this the other night, and uh, three of us were all in this writing program. We're all about to graduate, and the other person was a friend of this other girl who's not into, she's not a writer or anything like that. And, uh, <laughs> she like really loves talking to strangers, <laughs> like hearing their stories and all this other stuff. And then <laughs> all three of us who are, are writers were like, no, I don't like talking to people. Okay. <laughs> 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 like, I, I want to hear the, the one interesting detail about their story, but I don't want to do any of the other stuff. <laughs> you don't want to hear the whole story to find that yeah. one interesting detail. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a girl, like, she says that when she's on planes, she always, like, hopes to sit next to somebody interesting. Like, she likes talking to people on planes. And like, I'm like, no, I don't want to so do that So when all. I'm on a plane, I hope to sit next to somebody who's, like, more interesting than me so that sure. all of my neighbors will talk to them and I can just stay <laughs> out of it. <laughs> <laughs> or if, heaven forbid, you do get stuck talking to them, at least they might be interesting. Whereas, like, sometimes you sit by really dull people. Right. Who want to talk to you and they don't have anything interesting to say and you're just stuck there. Right. Yeah. Uh, last time, um, I was on a plane to going to Reno, the guy sitting next to me, um, was like from Reno. And so he started talking to me. And so I was like, Oh, okay. Where are you from? Uh, you going to Reno to visit family or whatever? He's like, No, I'm from there. I'm like, Oh, what do you do? He's like, I'm retired. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, well, what, what did you used to do? He's like, well, uh, I didn't really used to do anything. It's like, really? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> uh, yeah, so that guy was super boring to talk to, but for some reason he wanted to talk. Because um, he doesn't have anything else to do. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Or maybe he's he just... tired from not doing anything. Maybe he did something super interesting and it was, like, too interesting for him to actually tell me. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe he was, like, a spy. <laughs> or, like, and a... he couldn't tell you. And maybe he was, like, a male prostitute or something. Maybe. 
Um, I, I just saw a story on CNN about this guy who paid, uh, like half a million dollars to have a, um, a lifetime ticket to fly with American Airlines. Uh, he had it for like, I don't know how many years he had this thing. It was like 50 years or something. Wow. And pretty much any time he wanted to fly somewhere, he could fly for free because he paid all this money up front. Uh-huh. And I think he was able, he could fly first class and he could take a companion. And so wow. he was saying how, uh, whoever was interviewing him was like, what was the most outrageous thing you ever did with this airplane ticket? Because basically the airline eventually was like, uh, you're taking advantage of this and they, they sued him <laughs> and they took away his lifetime pass. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he said the craziest thing he ever did was he flew um, he flew from wherever he lived in the United States to London on a whim to get a magazine that was printed there. <laughs> and <laughs> when he got there, he, he and, and his friend came with him. They flew there and they went to the publisher and they, they requested a copy of the magazine. And the guy was like, uh, why don't you just wait till it's mailed out or whatever or buy it in a store? And he's like, well, I live in America. And the guy says, oh, we could have sent this to you for like $4. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, well, I wanted it right now. <laughs> so he flew all the way there just for a magazine and then went home. Well, I mean, if if you had, if you didn't have to pay for your plane tickets, like why wouldn't yeah. you just go everywhere on a whim? Yeah. Especially if you, like, didn't have to be at your job all the time. Right. I suppose if you were rich enough to, like, pay for the, yeah. the golden ticket or whatever, right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that you you probably could just leave and, and go places whenever you wanted. Yeah. I feel like that's unfair on, for, on the airline's behalf um, to have tried to sue him. him. Yeah. You know, you had to know. Yeah. When right. you give someone that kind of freedom, they're going to take yeah. advantage of it. Right. right. Well, and like, I guess what happened was he was overseas somewhere, like in Europe, um, with a friend and they went to fly back. And I don't know if he made it out of that country or not, but, um, when he got to, when he went to check in at the gate, they like tore up his ticket and they were like, you can't use this anymore. Really? And so yeah. he was like, yeah, so he was like stuck in like England or wherever he was. And, um, and he had to like pay his own way back. So they, they sued him for fraudulent use of his ticket because they claimed that his companions weren't like, I guess they wanted him to be taking like a wife, but sometimes he took a friend or something, (laughs) but I don't think it was clear that like it had to be somebody he was directly related to or whatever. But, um, yeah, they claimed it was fraudulent use of his, uh, his ticket and then he is like countersuing them as well. So. <laughs> yeah. What huh. it sounds like is that they didn't think this thing through. Right. right. <laughs> like somebody's going to give us $50,000. Well, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and he's like, he's pretty old now. Um, but he's, he looks like he's still in good health or whatever. So like he could probably use it for several more years. But maybe they thought he wasn't like, maybe they were like, Oh, you know, he won't be using this. 20 years from now or whatever. <laughs> right. So they should have put like a lifetime <laughs> right. limit or something on it. Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's, uh, 
you know, let's let's start wrapping up the show. We did get one voicemail this week. Uh, we didn't get any any emails, but voicemails are better. So, um, <laughs> let me go ahead and play this. Uh, it's from Stephen, as usual. <laughs> uh, he took a week off last week, but he's back with a vengeance this week. Uh, okay, so here goes. Hey guys, it's Stephen. I just wanted to share a strange moment I had uh, a little bit ago. Um, I don't know why I suddenly got panicky and worried that I had missed Yom Kippur and not celebrated or whatever. Um, <laughs> I got on my computer and I'm flipping through websites trying to find a specific date for this year. Because, you know, it changes every year. Um, and I think it was in September and I was just like, oh, oh, September. I missed it. I missed it. Now I've got up with all my computer and it says it's May. <laughs> I took another minute to figure out, oh yeah, May happens before September. So yeah, <laughs> I'm pushing 30 and I've not figured out calendars yet. Well, I just wanted to share that. <laughs> I don't know why, it's just yeah, one of the things. Uh, hope to hear from here you guys soon. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like that he was worried about when Yom Kippur was. <laughs> I think um, uh, I think the more you do, you learn about Stephen Kyle, the more you'll understand why Melanie thought he was Jewish for so long. <laughs> right, he's always worried about Jewish holidays. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. I can I can relate to not knowing when months are, um, because uh, when I was, well, when I was younger, and I still have to think about it a little bit um, at my age now. But when I was younger, I didn't I basically didn't know when the different months were after May uh, until October. So from uh, June until September. Wait, yeah, September. <laughs> uh, those could have been basically in any order. I didn't really know, uh, and I think I think part of this was um, related to the problem that we had, where we you know moved to different school districts, and I think they taught these things in different grades in the different <laughs> school districts we were in. So I think I might have skipped the one where they taught us, like where they made us memorize the order of the months, um, because I was able to to like read a analog clock and <laughs> none of the other students in my class could do that yet because they hadn't learned it yet. But then when it came to the months, um, I had no idea. <laughs> so I don't know if that's, that's probably not the same issue that, uh, that you have Steven, uh, but I can totally relate. <laughs> I, uh, I sometimes forget how old I am. That's that's not re exactly related either, uh, except it's time related. <laughs> yeah. Right. I feel like this year I've been confused about what semester it is, both semesters. Like, even when it's like really hot outside, I still think, oh, December's coming <laughs> because it's the end of the semester. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that seems worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why that is. Like, I think um, my semesters have just started blurring together so much that I really have no concept of, like... Like, I, I think I saw somebody 
somebody on Facebook a couple months ago had posted something about like, oh, is that going to be your Halloween costume? <coughs> Bless you. Um, someone asked somebody else, oh, is that going to be your Halloween costume? And I was like, crap, is Halloween coming up? <laughs> <laughs> and then I realized that they had just said it because like, you know, it's just something to say about whatever that person had written. Um, but I really thought like, what month is this? Like October is coming. And I had, I had no idea for at least a minute or two what, what the real situation was. So <laughs> I'm going to just blame that on being pregnant though. <laughs> right. So does your, your sense of time get messed up when you're pregnant? Well, your memory like gets a little foggy when you're pregnant. So except that this was happening also before I was pregnant. So. <laughs> <laughs> Those are uh, pre-pregnancy symptoms, right? <laughs> right. Not only uh, not only does your, um, you know, lose your memory well, not lose your memory, <laughs> but your memory gets a little <laughs> foggy when you're pregnant. Uh, you also get uh, a little bit psychic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, and then your your psychic memory gets all a little foggy as well. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um. Okay, well, uh, thank you, Stephen, for calling in. Um, if if you would like to call in, uh, our our telephone number is nine one four forty shame. If you want to just call in and talk about anything, uh, we will play it on the show. We will uh, make it anonymous if you want us to. I think we settled on Bartleby as the uh, anonymous <laughs> name. Um. You can also write us. Uh, our email account is shamechronicles at gmail.com. And uh, we also have a website, shamechronicles.com, where you can find all the contact information. Um, guys, is there anything else you wanted to, to bring up before we end the show? I don't think so. No. Happy Mother's <laughs> Day again. <laughs> right. Yeah. Happy Mother's Day. Um, and, uh, as usual, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, uh, if you're listening, uh, happy Mother's Day to your mother. Um, <laughs> and, uh, if you're married <laughs> and you have kids, <laughs> happy Mother's Day to your wife. Uh, okay. Well, I think that's, uh, that's probably going to do it. Um, thank you everybody for listening. Um, and we'll talk to you next time. I just downloaded Minecraft. <laughs> Rory's in the tiniest ball I've ever seen her in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is she in front of the air conditioner? Yes. <laughs> I don't know if she's cold or what. <laughs> <laughs> she's in front of the air conditioner because she's, a, she's hot, but then it's like, well, this, is too, this is too much. She's like, get up, but it feels so good. <laughs> Uh, okay, sorry about that. I think there was somebody talking outside and he could hear them, so. 
Oh, okay. <laughs>